Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 124 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron, and I'm so excited that you are here today. Uh, today, I'm talking to my friend, Lara Zeeland. And before you think, oh, friends, Rachel's always bringing her friends to play on the show. Uh, number one, I am. Number two, I'm doing it because Lara wrote this book that quite possibly could change your life. Um, I want it to. It's called Author Your Life. Uh, I read it and was blown away. You're going to hear that in my voice as I interview her. Um, It's about authoring your own life, not just the books you're writing, but your own life. I cannot tell you how much I love this book, and I adore this woman, and uh, you're going to so enjoy it. So look forward to that. I just have to say, my chair has a new creak. Am I going to have to get a new chair for podcasting? I love my chair. So... What has been going on around here? Well, today, on March 7th, as I record this, I was the first time that my 90 Days to Done class met on Zoom, and we had our first meeting, and this group of 11 of us, including myself, are writing a book in the next 90 days. So it's super exciting. We're all doing the work together, um, and we start on Monday, and the group of people who are doing it are incredible. I'm already in love with them. I already know some of them. And those who I don't know as well, I will know by the end. There's so much excitement. It's kind of like an extended nano, um, but with a lot of hand-holding. And it's, oh my gosh, I'm just kind of giddy over our first session. It was so, 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 so much fun. Um, I did have something else to tell you from that. This is something that I brought up in the meeting today, but I kind of want to throw it at you as well. I'm asking the students in the master class to think about these things, and I've been thinking about them recently, and they've been helping me solidify why we do things. Uh, I was listening to the Tim Ferriss podcast talking to Greg McEwen on um, his book, Essentialism, and they were saying some really great things. And if you listen to this, I hope you don't mind me repeating it, but the vast majority of us don't know the names of all eight of our great grandparents. I, I might know one. I I know one. I know one because I met her. Um, and, and that's it. So within two generations, most of us have lost track of who begat us, right? But I'm still part of what they left to me. Um, their essential selves have been translated down to me, have been transmuted to me. So we have to think with our writing, what are we leaving behind? When our when our names are gone, when we're not remembered by the people that we birth into this world, um, how do our words continue to affect? And that doesn't mean that, you know, in three generations, somebody's going to be picking up your book and reading it. I hope that that happens. I hope that happens for me. But people three generations from now, if the world is still around and we don't blow ourselves up... Um, will be affected because perhaps their great-grandparent read what you wrote and it changed them and it changed how they dealt with their kids and then with their kids. You're making that kind of a difference with your words. You can make that kind of difference. 
So um, I want you to think about why you need to do this. Uh, the questions I want to ask you are um, why you need to write. Answer that for yourself. Write it down. Why I need to write is this. Um, ask yourself, what is the emotional cost to you if you don't do this? That came from the Tim Ferriss podcast and I'm really moved by it. What is the emotional cost to you if you don't do your writing? And what will it cost you time-wise? What will you give up in order to get this essential writing done? And on the days that you don't feel like writing, how will you make yourself write? How will you reward yourself for writing? Think about the days when writing is hard, when you don't want to get to the page. Um, what can you do to change that? So think about those questions. Take a minute and jot some ideas down on the paper, uh, on a piece of paper. Send me an email. Um, join my Slack channel, which I don't talk about very much, but it's I'm, I'm I because I kind of abandoned it for a while, honestly, and other people are still in it. But I will put the link in the show notes at howdoyouwrite.net. It's a great place for accountability to come over and tell us uh, what you're writing, what you're working on. So let's restart that Slack. And I want you to tell me why you need to do this and what is the emotional cost to you if you don't do it. So that's what I'm thinking about today. And let's just jump right into the interview because seriously, Lara is amazing. And you're going to love this. Um, if you don't mind a little bit of woo woo, I don't mind a little bit of woo woo. Um, and it's also science based and we have a really good time and she's darling and so smart. I'm going to stop gushing and hit play on the interview, get your own writing done and then tell me about it. And we'll talk soon. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write, and you'll also get my Stop Stalling and Write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. Well, I really could not be more pleased today to welcome to the show my friend, Lara Zeeland. Hi, Lara. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, so we've been <laughs> friends for so long and we've never mm -hmm. even talked together. This is the first time I'm like talking to you face to face. It's a little weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> no. a little weird. I mean, it's funny too. I just had this happen this week as well with my friend Dan. He lives in San Diego. I've known him for 14 years. We had never talked until we did a, an online conversation. And I'm like, I'm meeting all my all my friends. All That's my, so all my cool friends. because you and I have known each other for 11 years because that's mm -hmm. when I signed with my agent who is your agent that's and you the wonderful Susanna the wonderful Susanna and you had that amazing shirt I remember you made like a shirt that you could buy um and it said my literary agent can beat up your literary agent <laughs> I forgot about that <laughs> I love that I shirt. I, I literally wore, I grew out of it. Like I wore it out and I grew out of it. There were holes and it was too tight, but I loved that shirt. Oh, we need to bring that back. Okay, well, I, or somebody steal the that. idea and yeah, just do it so seriously. we can buy it. <laughs> well, let me give you a little bio before we go off the rails here. Um, Lara Zealand is a published author, editor, and the founder of Author Your Life. 
Her debut young adult novel, Donut Days, was selected to the Lone Star reading list, and her romance novel, And Then He Kissed Me, written as Kim Amos, was nominated for a Romantic Times Reader's Choice Award. R.I.P.R.T. <laughs> her magazine articles have appeared in Writer's Digest, Culture, Medicine at Michigan, and more. Her nonfiction book, Author Your Life, is about using the power of writing to create a better story for yourself. She lives in Michigan with her husband and dog, and her goal is pretty much to eat all the cheese. I have recently gone like really low carb. I'm not oh, not keto, but kind of paleo-ish, and I'm eating a lot of cheese. I must yeah. say, there's it's nothing the way wrong. to go. It it's is the way to go. It is. <laughs> it really there's is. all the science that says it can help you live longer. It tastes delicious. It's, like there's there's cheese is the best. I've gotten rid of everything else in my life. I need I need cheese, cheese and yeah. salt. That is what I need. Please. So. I have questions that I usually ask people, but, but we might get to those. We might not. Um, what I really want to talk about is this incredible book that you have written and that came out this week. And we're doing this on purpose this week that it comes out called author your life, which literally changed my life. Hmm. So seriously, like I would have read any book you sent me to read, you know, I would just like, yeah, great. You know, Lara wrote it. Fabulous. I want to, I want to read it, but your book, blew my mind and I think I sent you an email that was just like you just changed my life lady and I think it went like went to spam or something and you didn't get it for a while but yeah. um that, yeah it's so good can you please tell just tell us the story of author your life yeah well I'm first of all I'm so glad that it touched you and and helped you and um I it, it, it's like one of those things that you do in, in sort of the darkness, right. Um, where you don't know if it's going to be anything or do anything, but, um, I really started out in a dark place, uh, in, at the start of 2018. So I was drinking a ton. I was the heaviest I had ever been. Um, my relationship, I love my husband. He is the salt of the earth. He's a great guy, but we were close, but we weren't like really close. I felt like there was this rift between us mm -hmm. and, um, I just, I had had a, a bunch of sort of failures in my life. My um, romance novels weren't selling well. My young, I couldn't sell my young adult novels. And I was like at this point, except I don't know if I really knew that I was at this point of being deeply unhappy and, and needing things to change. I sort of thought in the back of my mind that everything was fine, that everything was totally actually okay. It's like, oh, I know things, you know. Oh, just hit a little rough patch, but things are fine. <laughs> I think I, I really thought that things were, were fine, but I had this like itch in the back of my like brain that things could be better. And I wanted things to change. I wanted change, but I didn't even know sort of where to start. So I decided, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do this experiment. I'm going to do this experiment where I, uh, to every day, I'm just going to like, think about my life like a novel and I'm going to write this novel of my, of my life, of how I want it to be because I could picture, I could sort of picture a manuscript, right? I could picture like holding that in my hands and how much power that would have if I like held this book of how I wanted my life to be and could hold those pages. I thought like that's, that's powerful. Like that, you know, we all know sort of art transforms things and words have power. And I thought, all right, that would have power. So I'm going to, I'm going to just see what happens. And in the process of writing how I wanted my life to be, my eyes were so open to the reality of what really was going on with my life. It was then that I was like, holy crap, I am drinking too much. I'm hiding from people. I am 
deeply unhappy. And it was not until I started writing it that the reality of where I was um, bubbled up. But then once I knew that that was happening, I could change it and write a new story for myself. So it was, you know, it's the, um, it's the hero's journey, essentially, is that what I learned is that the hero's journey isn't just good storytelling for like movies and plays, it applies to our lives too. it applies to to real life. What I love about you bringing out that it's the hero's and the hero's journey is that when I started thinking about my own life as the hero's journey applies to it, I'm like, Oh, right. That explains why it doesn't always work. It explains, it explains the rough patches. It explains the time I got lost at sea, you know, like all of these things. It's, you know, who am I to expect that, that I can do X and claim Z easily, Mm -hmm. you know, and both of us have been a little bit scarred. I like to call it PTSD and the P stands for publishing. Um, You know, (laughs) let me, let me read just a sentence. I, I, this is, this is what was funny to me is that, you know, I'm reading your ARC, your advanced reader copy, and I'm, I'm still highlighting the heck out of like, Oh, this line and this line, I got to remember. And this is, uh, about 13% in, um, the hardest part of your journey is going to be this tension between your two stories, the one you're telling yourself currently and the one you want to be true instead. The crux of this whole book is right there in that disparity. So explain a little bit more about what you're writing in this book that you're writing. And it's, yeah. you're, and you're writing it by hand, right? I'm like, mine is right. Mine is right here. It's called Rachel. Ah! Rachel rises. It's in yellow. Yes. <laughs> yep. I write in it every day. Yep. And that's it. That's really it. I mean, I started with notebooks that I got from TJ Maxx and, um, you know, I just started, I didn't know what to write. I just didn't know what to write. I saw, so I was like, okay. Um, I got, I just started writing things like, um, Laura loves herself. Laura. Ha- well, so let me back up and say too, that like the things that I thought that I wanted were things like, um, uh, business success or a new car or a new couch. And mm-hmm. all those things are great. Like those things are, are awesome. But in the process of like sitting down and like really thinking about like, well, what is a, what is a good story? Like what's a fulfilling story? Like thinking about yourself as a character. Um, it's like, well, what's a happy ending for me? Like what would be a satisfying journey for me? And the more I did that, the more what bubbled up was like, I just want, I want joy. I want peace. Like it really, but screw the new car. Like, um, and it's not that, again, it's not that those things are, are wrong or bad, but what I really had to open my eyes to was that, um, that disparity between the stories of like the, the, like face myself, right. Is like, um, Luke going into the cave, right. It's like, we got to face ourselves and, and like realize what the truth of what's happening in our lives. And, um, and also the truth about what, what we want and what's going to make us happy. And I just realized like I was, I was like hiding from people. I was pulling away. Um, so I was craving connection. I was craving genuine connection. I was craving, um, like a calmer mind. And it was those kinds of things that sort of just bubbled up. So I found myself writing things like Lara has joy. And then I would think about her as a character and be like, well, what does a person with joy do? And, you know, I'd write, you know, a little thing where maybe she goes on a road trip or she's nicer to her colleagues at work or whatever it is. I mean, it was, listen, I'm not Hemingway here. Like it wasn't as if I was writing this, you know, thing. (laughs) And at the end of the day, I had, you know, notebooks full of these things, but you can really think of it as just chapters, like chapters in in a sort of ongoing story. So it's not like, it's not as if I sat down and said, well, here's my arc and here's my journey. I was just like, 
in the moment, every morning, what bubbled up in my heart. I mean, is that what you're, what's sort of happening with you? That's exactly what I wanted to ask because with me, basically I start fresh every morning. It's not like I look at the day before and think that there is a, there's a narrative arc. There's no narrative arc, but sometimes I'm like, you know, um, um, Rachel, I, I will always put in there that, you know, Rachel loves herself. Rachel is fit. Rachel is mm-hmm. healthy and Rachel has energy. Um, but also I, then I'll kind of, I'll kind of pick a path to go down and just, it feels like almost like the fun fantasizing of, you know, Rachel has enough money in her bank account that she is able to do this. And this is the way yeah. she wants to surprise people with, you know, gifts of BART cards to people who need them, you know, like this kind of thing. And just, kind of exploring that just for fun. Um, But it feels like, it feels like the thing that in in terms of financially, it's always fun to kind of fantasize about that. But um, there's a certain feeling that I've always had when I buy a lottery ticket, which is very, very rarely. Um, Me and my wife only buy lottery tickets if the Powerball is like something outrageous, just because it gives us 15 minutes in the car on the way home from wherever we bought the ticket to fantasize about what we would do with it. Mm. And 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 again, I'm not really even talking money here, but when I when I start fantasizing about what it would be like to be truly fit and healthy and eating all the right foods and not mm-hmm. eating any of the sugar that I'm so addicted to, um, it has that same joyous dream like mm-hmm. quality. Um, but but yeah, I do start I do kind of start the fantasy over every morning as I start writing. Do you do that, mm-hmm. or do you I continue do. it? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's always going to be sort of themes that bubble up. So um, in the book, I talk a lot about my financial struggles. They were deep and wide. That was a big chasm that I had to cross. That was a grand canyon of, of a leap I had to take. And that there's just so much growth and struggle that needed to happen there. So um, financial, financial stories come up for me pretty frequently, Mm -hmm. um, just because I'm still growing. I'm still on, on the journey. Mm -hmm. Um, And I still, you know, I've, I've, I've lost some, I've lost some weight, but I'm still at the, and, and again, it was never like, so I, I feel like I want to, I want to, um, be clear about this caveat. Cause I started when I started doing what I call Lara's life, very unimaginatively titled, but Lara's life, I would write things like, Oh, Lara goes to Weight Watchers and this time it works. And this time, boy, she counts her points. And that wasn't, that wasn't what I, what I needed to write about. I really, yeah. what I realized was that I really wanted to love my body and connect to my body. Um, and in the process of doing this, I figured out, like, if I just stopped and I wrote, I, I sort of like listened to my body and wrote a story about how much I loved my body that organically led to more weight loss. So I'm still on that journey too. And I'd love to, you know, be a little bit healthier, like you said, a little bit more fit, but really it's about connecting to and loving my body and not worrying about like my points at Weight Watchers, which was a slog and never worked anyway. That's so, that's so awesome because you know, you and I have been on this really parallel journey at exactly mm. the same time because it was, it was a little bit more than a year ago that I had been journaling and journaling and journaling. Um, so not writing about what I wanted, but writing about what I didn't want, which is what I had that I finally mm-hmm. realized that I was an alcoholic and got into program and just like started doing all the things that I needed to do. But at that point is when I started wondering and writing to myself, what would it feel like if I was completely content with who I am now? 
not who I'm going to be tomorrow or not who I'm going to be in a week or if I make X amount of dollars or if I lose X amount of weight. Um, but what would it feel like if I'm content now? And I keep writing that story in my little yeah. Rachel Rises book that, you know, that is. And the more I write it, the more I feel good just mm-hmm. sitting in the seat that I'm in, in the place I'm already at. And it is this, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I was talking to my wife about it because she comes in and she's scoffing. She says, Rachel rises. What is that? <laughs> and I said, this is my book. I'm authoring my life, Lala. And, uh, and she, she goes, Oh, so you're, are you, are you doing witchcraft? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> and I'm like, it kind of is. It's a little bit like spell casting. Yes. Yes. But of, of understanding, like we're casting these spells to understand something more deeply about ourselves, right? Exactly, exactly. Because who you are, yeah, it's that that tension between the stories. As you write about what you want, you're going to see clearly. Oh my God! But this is what I have. But this yes. is what I want. So I gotta, I gotta resolve that tension. And there's science, by the way, to back us up. So I, I talk a lot about, you know, manifesting and I talk about sort of this like magic of what we're doing here and the magic of the hero's journey. But really there's tons of science to back this up. Um, and there's a guy named James Pennebaker and he talks a lot about the, um, benefits of writing to heal trauma. Um, he uses, he uses what he calls writing therapy. So a lot of that is just like the power of journaling. And then there's a, a study uh, out, out of the University of Michigan and Michigan State, and they talk a lot about um, what the power of like sort of third person. So sort of storifying yourself and um, making yourself this character actually makes it easier for your brain to believe what you're putting down on paper. So we are, there is some science to what we're doing, um, although there, I think there's magic too. <laughs> <laughs> that, is so, that is so cool. And I think that's the difference is because I do, I both journal and I'm doing this now. Um, yep. and I do both in the morning, but the journal is generally a whine. It's always whining. Like that is mm-hmm. what my journal is like. Ah, blah, 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 blah. It's just a big whine. And it, and it is first person. I, and boy, I hope that this doesn't go wrong. And boy, I hope I do this right. And boy, I screwed that up yesterday. Um, mm. even though I'm consciously not, I mean, I'm not consciously trying to do that. It's just what comes out in my journal. It's what I've always been a whiner in my journal. Yep. And what feels so different with the author your life book is that I am writing this third person story of Rachel at her very, very best. And mm-hmm. every time I close it, I feel good. Every single time I close Aww. it, I feel good about myself. When I close my journal, I just feel like, oh, Rachel, you know, God, good luck. <laughs> good luck in your day. But uh, well, we need both. I mean, I, I think we need both. And I, I talk, you know, I talk about journaling in the book, too, because yeah. it's not as if you you do, you know, sort of author your life at the exclusion of journaling or at the exclusion of meditation, like throw everything oh at and, and your you life. Talk about right? meditation, which is my favorite <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. And yeah, did set goals. Like I did, I did. So I did actually, I kind of did four things with author your life. So I would, I would do my Lara's life and I would write that. Um, I would also, I had a, a, like a separate journal. So if there were days when I woke up and I was just like, I gotta, I just gotta write about, well, let me be clear. Author your life is writing about the future and journaling is often writing about the present or the past, yes. which is great. So if there was something that I was just like, what is going on with me? Like I gotta dig around in the present for a minute, mm-hmm. total journal. And then I would write, um, then I kind of kept a log of like what was happening in the process. Cause I thought, well, if I ever write about this journey, I, I need to remember like what happened. So then there was that guy. And then I wrote out my goals, like, like a list of goals, um, in the, I did that in author your life. So like some pages were just like, here are my, um, you know, short, middle and long-term goals. And, 
the that was really powerful too because I got to the end of that year, and Rachel, I'm not kidding, they were all hit. They were all checked off. All of <laughs> I was just like floored. I was so floored, like unbelievably floored. I haven't done the goals yet. I'm going to do the goals like tomorrow morning. That's what I'm yeah. going to do. Yeah. That's at the end of a year. I mean, I couldn't believe, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I would look at these goals and they were goals. Like you know, some of them were a little floofy. Like some of them were not like, what are they supposed to be? Smart goals, right? Yeah. Like, what the acronym is. As, uh, yeah. Achievable, re- realistic. Yeah. All those things. Measurable. Blah. Yeah. Measurable. Yeah. Some of them were like, Lara loves herself more or, um, you know, Lara, I forget what they were. I wish I had my journals, but, um, you know, some of them were really tangible about, about, um, financial stuff and about debt. Um, those like skated in at the end of the year. And I was like, what's up? But some of them were a lot fluffier where that were like, you know, just feeling better and having more joy and being more connected to my husband. I and now that-, that you talked about the intimacy with your husband mm-hmm. that you were looking for, that was such a, and I think you, you put it in the book too. You did put yourself into such a vulnerable place. Like I'd rather talk about debt all right. day long than talk yes. about intimacy <laughs> with my partner, you know? Um, and the fact that you were able to, to put that on the page, I could feel the power like rising from it that you oh. had gained from this. So what, you, what is, yeah. what is, what does he think about this whole project? Um, he, he's pretty floored and moved. Um, oh. he, I mean, he watched it ha- happen and is yeah. watching it happen. Like we're in yeah. it together, right? Yeah. It's not like he's not in it or something. Um, you know, but it was really, it was really hard for him because there's a lot, um, in the book, you know, there's a lot of stuff about how, um, lonely I felt. And I, as, as you read, you know, I was the, um, am still the sole breadwinner for our family. And you want to talk about just a stew of toxic resentment that was eating away my soul, which it didn't have to, like the universe was totally providing for us. We were fine. And, and yet I was like, stewing in this whole idea that like, I shouldn't have to be there. Like he, I, you know, I think that was hard for him to read and, and then to trust that I was sort of like healed from this and, and had sort of like forgiven myself for feeling that way and had forgiven him, even though he didn't really do anything wrong. Um, you know, we both agreed. So for context, for anyone who's listening slash watching, um, my husband owns a brick and mortar ice cream store, which is darling and fabulous. And it is successful in many, many ways. But if anybody <laughs> knows, small businesses take a hot second to get off the ground. Yeah. Um, so that's where we're at. Yeah. But it was, I mean, so in he, he, he supports it. He loves it. He's, he's behind it. But ultimately, I think, I think it broke his heart a little, um, in the best way, like in the best way. He felt sort of, um, you know, he was in it too. And, and it was hard and we went through it together and, uh, it broke his heart to kind of see it on paper, but he's, He's still cheerleading it, of course. We can't, we can't have intimacy without truth. We just, I mean, mm. we can't. And right. the whole time that you weren't giving him that truth, you were reserving the intimacy. Oh, yeah. You know, and taking, taking that away. So it might've, it might've broken his heart a little bit, but I, I can only imagine that it's just, it's just so beautiful. I love, I love this book. I hope that it is really clear by now how much I love this <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it's time, it's time has come. Like this is, oops, just dropped my phone. Um, this is a thing that, that we need. And now I'm wondering because I read it as a writer and I wasn't thinking mm. of the book outside being a writer. Do you think a, a normal human being who's not a writer could read this book? 
Well, I've got some beta readers who have it and they're okay. not writers. And I think, yeah, I think it's, I, I think any hope, I hope I've written it in a way that you don't have to be a writer to yeah, get the because book you, to, you explain the hero's journey. You, yeah. you know, you do all that. Um, and listen, if all you do is like bullet points and some affirmations, that will change everything. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even have to like really be storified, really. It's if you don't want it to be fun to storify, though, <laughs> it is. It's the best. <laughs> and also, I think the magic and the power is taking time. It's taking time to do it because yeah. m- most people are like, "I'm sorry, I don't have you know ten minutes a day for myself." They're just like trying to get the kids to school and dinner on the table and you know be a good friend and be a good partner and be you know a good colleague and all these things and. I get that it's super freaking hard to take 10 minutes and sit down and carve, um, carve out that silence. Um, but that's really, that's really where the power is. And so even if you just write some bullet points in those 10 minutes, like just do that because that's where, that's where it all starts. And we'd love to get from point A to point B without that, that quiet stillness, but we can't do it because that's the start. Yes. That's the start of the hero's journey. And that's the start of that reflection. So we can't get there without quieting ourselves and quieting our minds and quieting our hearts and saying, what, who am I and what do I want? And what, what does, what does a fulfilling story look like for me? And, and how does that just, change? And yeah. And it's terrifying. It's terrifying because you're at, you're asking for a mirror to, to, <laughs> you're asking to hold up a mirror to your life. And let me tell you, you might not like what you see and it is terrifying, but it's also the most empowering and beautiful thing. And you, you do have to be so brave because when you ask for that mirror, you get the mirror. Oh, you get the mirror. <laughs> it shows up. It just oh. drops down in front of your face. Yeah. So talking about, cause this show is usually about process, talking about like time management. That is something that mm-hmm. I struggle with and I, and I write full time, like, and you still have the day job. And where do you fit in like your meditation and your writing practice for this, for, for this? And then please extrapolate it to like how you could still write books, how you wrote this book, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Well, so my, my journey started at my kitchen table. And I think, you know, that's the other thing too, is that we think that when we do something grand, like writing a book, that it has to be this, you know, huge thing like, Oh, I've got to take three weeks and go to Madrid and get an apartment and write this book. I think I do. I think that's what I need. (laughs) I mean, yes, we all, we all need the apartment in Madrid, but also, you know, it's like, Oh, well, I need to change my, I want to change my life. So I'm going to, you know, book this retreat, or I'm going to go to go do a cleanse, or I'm going to, you know, go create, I'm going to meditate for an hour every day. It's like, no, no, like, just do it in little chunks, like little changes over time. It's like the little ripples in the pond. So for me, I was at my kitchen table in my like janky ass yoga pants, wearing my slippers, like early morning. So I love the mornings. I'm a total morning person. Me too. Me too. I love mornings. So to me, the house was quiet. It was just me and my little notebooks. And I was a nerd about it. And I just like did it every day. Um, but you know, I think, I think carving out that time, like even, um, shoot, there's a guy, there's a, there's a, uh, fantasy writer, Jim. I'm not going to be able to think of his last name. Um, but he wrote a book called, um, Libriomancer and he still has a day job. I think he's gotten like huge book contracts, like m- multiple six figure book contracts, still goes to his day job and writes every day over his lunch hour. Jim Hines, Jim Hines. 
And God bless that man. Like he's such a role model. Like you can have a six figure book income and write every day on your lunch hour and you can change your life. You can change the story of your life in yoga pants at your creaky kitchen table, stinking up the whole place because you didn't (laughs) brush your teeth. (laughs) It's so true. The, the power is in the showing up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. and, and it, like in people starting meditation practices, I really believe that the best way to start meditation is to start it for one minute. Yes. You yep. know, just, or like yep. two, maybe next week you'll try for two minutes mm-hmm. every day, but those little incremental steps. Yeah. So. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, and it's, and it applies again, it applies, I think to, to anything, right. It applies to writing. It applies to meditation. It applies to author your life. I mean, it applies to diet, right? Like just change one thing, like just cut out, cut out one thing or eat, you know, in my case, I might, I should maybe should have had like, you know, almonds instead of milk duds today. Like there's a change I could have made, but I had the milk duds <laughs> and they were awesome. They were so good. <laughs> like just do, with a, do one thing, do little things over time. Yeah. So let's see, where do I want to take this next? Um, I want to skip around my questions and go right to when it comes to to writing, to actually doing the writing that then gets published. Um, what is your biggest joy in that writing? Oh, that's such a good question. Well, I think it's been different. And maybe you've experienced this too, having written, I think fiction and nonfiction are such different animals. They really are. Yeah. First, you know, sort of nonfiction piece I've done in decades. And I guess, you know, I think the, the like thing that blows my mind is that like people are reaching out to me like you and some other readers, beta readers are saying, this works. This is like, it this freaking is works. Yes. And, it, and they're telling me these stories and I'm, you know, I'm like alternately sort of like crying over my email or laughing over my email. I'm just like, oh my God, it's not just me. It's not just me. And that's like, you know, I had this hypothesis, right? That the hero's journey is actually, um, it's actually a repeatable and testable kind of thing. Like if you start it, the same general pattern is going to happen to you. And so in that way, it's sort of like a, I consider it like a law of the universe. Like mm-hmm. if you start it or I start it, like our stories can be vastly different in the same way that, you know, Star Wars is different than a wizard, of, than the Wizard of Oz, but they still have the hero's journey. So we're all kind of experiencing this testable and repeatable pattern. And I, I guess like this idea that like, that's true, that that's actually true and it, and it's working and it's like, people are doing it and it's not just me is like blowing my mind and, um, so exciting and so, um, humbling. It's humbling. It just makes me like, I don't know what, I don't know. I'm, I'm losing my words cause I'm just so overwhelmed. with. <laughs> you know what it, you know what it did for me was that, that it was so light bulb. For me, every page was like, but also you're a really freaking funny writer. You're just funny from jump. So that's just the way you write. Um, and I've read your fiction. You're the same way, but, but like this was just so light bulby that I don't, I don't, I was born without jealousy. Like I just don't have it. It's a nice thing that I don't possess jealousy. Um, but every once in a while, I'll feel like a little twinge of like when I see something like Beyonce saying, I'll be like, well, that must be nice to have that. And I had the thought while I was reading like, this is really great. You know, Lara really got it. And I had like a tiny twig of jealousy, which for me is like, you know, mountains of jealousy. I just think you have, you, you have not only figured out like the hero's journey and the way we fit into it and the way we become archetypes and are surrounded by these archetypes and the fact that the hero's journey is cyclical. It's always cyclical. Mm -hmm. Once it ends, 
you're going to start it again, which is yep. such a, which is such a comfort to me, but, but you're, you made it accessible and funny and this is going to change lives. It already changed mine. And I want you to be really, really proud of that this week that the book launches and you're going to, now you're going to be changing, not friends lives. You're going to be changing strangers lives. Yeah. And hearing about it, I hope you have to cry at your desk lots. I think I'm going to. I think I'm just going to have emails. to carry Kleenex around with me constantly. I'm just like I'm a I'm like a sobbing mess all the time. Like oh my god, oh. but it's I mean it's the best. It's the best. That's my my Kleenex cross to bear. I'll do it. <laughs> all right. Um, what is the best book you read recently? Ooh, gosh and golly, that is such a good question. So I, um, I am a huge fan of, uh, Denise Duffield Thomas. I talk about her a lot in author your life. I have not picked her up yet. Tell us a little bit about her. I was just, I was just skimming through the book again and I saw your, your, um, plug for her and I'm going to go grab a book after this. She, um, so she's written two books. So she's kind of a money coach, but ultimately she's not a money coach because money is just a reflection of about a thousand other things. Um, and right. it really comes down to like sort of your heart and your attitude. Right. So anyway, she wrote, um, a book. She's written a couple. The, her first one is called, um, Lucky Bitch. And it's all, all about the power of like sort of manifesting your own luck and your own opportunities. And then she has one called Get Rich, Lucky Bitch, which I love. That's, that one's awesome. And now she has a third one, which is so beautiful. Um, it's called Chillpreneur. And it's this word that she made Whoa, up. Chillpreneur. I want to be that. Right? Don't we all want to be that? Yes. And it's about getting off this. You know, for a long time, there were sort of these entrepreneurs telling us we had to wake up at two in the morning and not sleep. And, you know, this the way, the way to success was kind of to kill yourself. And she's saying, nope, especially to women. You can be a mom, you can be a partner, you can be a friend, you can be all these things and you can make money. And it is like, like, I love her so much. So would you start with her first or could I jump right in to get rich, lucky bitch? Cause that's the one I want to start with. Or would oh, you yeah, recommend so, starting with the first one? No, go to rich, get rich, okay. get rich, lucky bitch. It's the best one. And she kind of covers some of the stuff in the first one anyway. So yeah, I'm just read get rich. Literally going to hang up with you and just go one click my way to happiness. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't one click very much anymore. I'm really, I'm having a spending, no spending year, but every, like once, like once a month, I let myself get a book. Well, less than that. This will be the first book I think I bought all year. Really? Everything else is coming from the library. And I currently have like 10 library books and I'm floundering. I cannot get through all of them before they're due. That's the thing is I kind of am reading more. I'm doing the same thing. I'm I'm doing a lot of library books and I've got one, um, the Paragon Hotel. Have you heard of this one? The Paragon Hotel. It's, uh, Lindsay Fay, who's a really wonderful historical author. Uh, she writes historical fiction and, and, um, it's usually about New York. They usually take place in New York, but this one is about Oregon and, um, Harlem. And it's sort of this cross of the two like Mm. cities, but um, the Paragon Hotel is an African-American hotel in Oregon at a time when Oregon was trying to like keep out all the African-Americans. Anyway, it's due in like 10 minutes. I've got like 10 <laughs> minutes to finish this book and it's so good and I want to finish it. But I'm like, and the library is making me read more because they're due. <laughs> exactly. I got, I got one from interlibrary loan. So it came from, you know, another county or something, part of the state that if they get, if they're overdue, they're a dollar a day. It's a pressure. It's pressure. (laughs) You know the trick about getting library books on your Kindle though, right? Oh yeah. Through, I forget what that program is. Overdrive. 
Yeah, overdrive. But yeah. then the real trick is if you have the the old fashioned Kindle that is just a book reader. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm telling this for everybody. Number one, you can order books from your library, and that's good for the author because then they get the sale. It's always good to have your books in circulation. But if you if you order the book from the library, you get it on your Kindle, and then you turn off the wireless. Your Kindle doesn't know what day it is, and therefore the Kindle library books can stay on until you're done. So what I do is I download it, I turn off my wireless, and then I go return it. I mean, it would it would I would automatically go back into circulation in three weeks. Oh, uh-huh. um, so I'm not keeping it from anybody else. It would, but it would still stay on my book. But this way, I'm even releasing it early, and I have it a little bit longer. That's so, cool. Yeah. Pro tip. Pro tip. Exactly. <laughs> so many pro tips. But um, I, so where can we find you and your book, Author Your Life? So Author Your Life is on Amazon.com. There's hard copy and Kindle. And you can learn more about me at AuthorYourLifeNow.com. And I'm, I've got a blog. I've got uh, Facebook, Author Your Life, Facebook. I don't know. Just find me. Email me. I'm just... <laughs> trying to figure this out. I'm just hanging out. I'm watching like the Great British Bake Off and hanging out. So just email me. It's cool. You're so delightful. Hang out after I hang up because I have one more thing to say to you off air, which is nothing special. People were just going to talk really good things about our agent. Um, But you're wonderful. You're delightful. And this book literally changed my life. Thank you for writing it. I needed it. It's like you wrote it for me. Oh, man. Thank you for having me. This was so fun to talk to you. I'm glad we get to see each other face to face. (laughs) Take care. Talk soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends. <laughs>